Hello, I'm Becky Hadid, host of The Storied Recipe. As my weekly guests share their stories through the vessel of cherished food memories, we all become better cooks, more grateful for the gift of food, and we honor those that have loved us through their cooking. Hello again, and welcome back to this summer series with Auntie Mary, which now looks like it's going to extend into the fall and be interspersed with other episodes, as I haven't been as quick with releasing as I had wanted to be. So here's a little background. The year that I began dating um, John, my husband John, I it was a big year in his extended family. There was something like 10 to 12 weddings or other really significant milestones with these massive um, extended family celebrations. And I was lucky enough to attend all of them. And so in addition to being introduced to Palestinian food, which I found really delicious, I was quickly introduced to his family and was immediately impressed with their ability to make a life for themselves here in the United States. So John's father, his Auntie Mary, who you'll be hearing from today, and nine other immediate family members, so that's siblings and parents, immigrated to the U.S. over a time period of roughly a decade, right around the 50s. And they were not coming from a place of wealth or privilege, quite the opposite, in fact, because after stripping Palestinians first of weapons with which to defend themselves, then much of their land and many of their homes, the international community even took the name of their country, Palestine, off of maps, passports, and birth certificates. So John's family arrived in the United States as members, according to their passports and birth certificates of Transjordania or Jordan, which was a country they neither recognized nor claimed as their home. And yet, here in the U.S., John's family found great success. It was very obvious to me right away that they had achieved this success together. His family was rowdy. They were loud, (laughs) like he is. They were beyond hardworking and energetic, also like John is. And most of all, they were very loyal, first to one another and then to Palestine. They might bicker incessantly and loudly, and they did welcome me with open arms. They absolutely did. But I did know that if I ever wronged John, the ranks would close around him very, very quickly. That's how this family is. Family comes first. The burdens of establishing themselves here in the U.S. was shared among all of their shoulders. And the success of one was the success of all. So as we continued in this series, I felt that I wanted to devote an entire episode to these nine siblings, and not as I knew them, but as Mary experienced them in her childhood, in their childhood at home in Palestine. So I'm so excited to share this with you. Um, There's some really hard stories in there. They all lived long lives with a lot of trouble and difficulty, Um, and there's... I'm just excited to share it with you, but I do ask that you bear with me in just a couple of technical things. Um, The first is that we are still working through the sound setup at Auntie Mary's house, so it goes in and out of, um, some of it's not the, the easiest to listen to, and I do apologize for that. 
And then second, this episode required a good bit more editing than my typical episodes, which are pretty lightly edited at this point. Um, I was actually piecing together several different conversations on different nights. And of course, we also struggled a little bit with, um, you know, which memories to keep just within the family and then which ones, you know, to share. And so you might hear some non sequiturs, well, not might, you will definitely hear a few non sequiturs. You'll hear occasionally an abrupt change of subject. And uh, I know you'll understand that. And I appreciate that you do. Thank you so much for being here. I am just honored as always to introduce you to Auntie Mary. So I'm here with Auntie Mary again and John, of course, and we're enjoying our tea like we always do after dinner. And Without the biscotti. <laughs> John flaked out on us and didn't make his biscotti tonight. Maybe next time, John. <laughs> Maybe next time. Um, and we're going to talk today about Auntie Mary's siblings, so John's aunts and uncles and dad. That'll be fun. Um, but before we do, I'm going to ask you if you'll mind repeating something that you shared with me a moment ago, because um, I was telling you that we went to Longwood Gardens yesterday, and the whole time I just kept saying to John, oh, I wish your Auntie Mary was here, because you always take time to enjoy beauty. It's like you soak it in very deeply. And you told me what you think about when you see flowers. And I just want to share that with everybody. It is amazing for God's creation that you could pick up a bouquet of flowers right from the same dirt, from the same soil. And you come with all these beautiful different flowers, different colors, different shades of all different, uh, the same flower, different shades. Mm-hmm. It is amazing that what really we could experience mm-hmm. that uh, we we share with each other. And I love the bouquet that <laughs> Becky brings me every time she comes. Every time she comes with a different bouquet. I love it. It's just a joy to share things with you because, like I said, you enjoy them so deeply. And you take time to... Every simple pleasure is something that you really savor, and I love that. And we share that love for things that come out of the soil, for sure. So so like I said, what I really was hoping that we could talk about today was your siblings. And how about your mother? So she, well, yeah, let's back up. So she gave birth to 11 children, and nine survived. Do you remember the other two? I don't recall any of the other two. Mm Mm-hmm. One of them was nine months old. Mm. How did she die until this day? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm. Were you nine months is a lot. Mm. But you know, she died before I was born. She was after Layla. Mm. Okay. After Layla. Mm-hmm. Because between her and Khalil, I don't know how many years. Mm-hmm. Between her and me, four years. Or between her and I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Her name is Susie, so I had... They called her Saad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the boy, I thought he died in, uh, he was still born. Mm-hmm. But you know, she said, no, that my mom told her, no, he was born. And she held him in her hand. That's what Jennifer told me. I'm going to ask her again mm-hmm. to remember. I so don't remember did. any of that at all. Okay. He was mm-hmm. born tiny, too early. 
Yeah, evidently. If he, yeah, if she could hold him in her hand. Yeah, evidently. Oh, that's my word. Yeah. And she certainly gave birth to him at home and just had to. Yeah, home or no home, the, the midwife has to be there. Yeah. She can do it on her own because mm-hmm. the midwife has to cut the medical cord, clean her, and do all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had a midwife. Her name is Mrs. Nosley. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Nosley. Mm-hmm. And she was Armenian. Oh. I remember that little woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she used to read a lot. Mm. She loved reading. Mm. She loved books. She used to go to the library, always get a lot of books and mm-hmm. read. Mm-hmm. And she said, do you know, she told us one time, you know what helps me reading, that I have a good vision of reading? Mm. I eat a lot of carrots. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that came out of them. You know why that's funny? Do you yeah. know why that's funny? We yeah. always laugh about John's dad always told told the kids, my sons, um, you got to eat a lot of carrots. And he always said, you never saw a rabbit with glasses. <laughs> that's right. yeah. I bet that's he got so. that from Nosley. <laughs> so you were, um, you, how, you were the third? Layla, Khalil, yeah. Okay, so then do you remember any of your... So how much... The youngest is Amal. How much older are you than Amal? Were you? Maybe 10 years older than Maybe 10 years. So you, you maybe you were old enough. Do you remember your mom giving birth at home? Maybe... I used to hear the babies. So you weren't, you weren't present at the births or anything like that? We all go to one room. Oh. And she is in my separate room with a midwife. Could you hear her? Not that much. It was just those walls, they are very thick. You don't hear so much from the room. But I remember hearing when the, the baby cries. <laughs> Wow. What an amazing moment. And then you see it. And I see the baby. But I wasn't open minded. Mm. You know. You didn't understand no. where they were coming from. No, I didn't. Mm. Or I know the midwife, they they would call her what do we call her? Dai. Mm. The name midwife is Dai. Mm. So you just remember seeing your mom pregnant? Yeah, and you don't even see her that much pregnant because of her clothing. Oh, did you do it? She talk about it? Nothing. Nothing. She's 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 like you. She just kept going and kept going and kept doing her work and just kept. I'd love to go back and focus on memories there in Palestine in your childhood. Maybe let's start with some group memories, and out of that, we'll remember maybe specific siblings. So maybe let's start with some group memories of holidays together, um, whether that was Christmas or Easter. Tell me a little bit of those and how you experienced those with eight siblings, nine of you. That's a, <laughs> that's a large family. That's mother and father. That's 10 people <laughs> Yes. for the holidays. It is the most amazing time for us to sit down and share the food together, share our feelings together with each other. And uh, each one of us, as Becky said, none of us, we had different personalities. We have different motives. Mm-hmm. and uh, But we enjoyed each other. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that I ever had any fight 
any of my with my ch- siblings. Wow! <laughs> Never nine siblings, and I don't remember any fighting or arguing. In fact, it's just I don't think we had the time for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a testimony to you then, because. Yeah. <laughs> we know there's been arguments among the siblings. We've seen that firsthand. But, I well, I think a lot of it goes back to what we were just talking about, is you yeah. take the time, you focus on the good memories. Yeah. And uh, you've yeah. trained yourself yeah. to do that, I think. Yeah. And you put yourself, you put others above yourself. I just think back to when you were talking about when you were um, plugging with the, and you cut with an auntie um, Jennif, right? She didn't even want you to say anything, but you decided you needed to. So anyways, I think that's just a... felt like something that I did. Mm-hmm. I should let my parents know. Mm-hmm. They know how to deal with it mm-hmm. because I love my sister deeply and mm-hmm. I don't want to have her injured. Mm-hmm. But with an accident like this, I don't feel I really should just be quiet, mm. even though she doesn't want me to share it with my parents because she doesn't want me to be punished. Mm. I'd rather be punished and not to see her injured yeah. right. and not to having a medical attention. Right. But again, that's you. Not everyone would uh, handle that situation that way. So I we give you credit. You do. You do. Yes. Even though I was that wig of the fan. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me, again, just I'm thinking about group group memories, memories of all of you all together. Do, did you have a favorite holiday in Palestine when you were younger? Christmas and Easter. Christmas and Easter, okay. This so it, is our holidays. Okay. And we uh, enjoyed the gathering. We enjoyed the food. We enjoyed the family. They come and see us and wish us happy holidays. Mm-hmm. And my uncles, aunts. They all in the holiday we go and visit each other, but since we are a big family, I don't recall that my mom took us anywhere hmm. to visit. But we always had the visitors, okay. yeah. And uh, my mom, she used to offer them some sweets that she made hmm. and some arak. Oh. oh. <laughs> Okay, we know about the adak. Tell yeah. tell people listening about yeah. the adak. The ladies or gentlemen, they always were offered the arak. Mm. That's why I favor the arak myself. Mm-hmm. A drink is alcoholic beverage. Uh-huh. Very strong. It's strong, tasty, and uh, just uh, in the holidays, that's what we mostly used. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember. I remember uh, cognac. Oh, cognac. Oh, okay. Cognac, yeah. Mm-hmm. We had cognac and arak. Mm-hmm. What does arak, what flavor would you say arak has? The arak is made from the uh, anise. Anise. Yeah, uh, the licorice. Yeah, licorice. It tastes licorice. like black jelly The anise, anise seed. Yes. Anise. From the anise seeds. Yes. So, if I ever feel like I got a little bit of a sore throat, or if my stomach isn't feeling right... I take two shots of Arak in the evening, go to bed, wake up a new man in the morning. <laughs> I believe that. It is. It works. Much, yeah. 100%. Because it's not only you, because I do the same. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, I used to have to drink something 
after I take my two shots, yeah. I would have to drink something to kind of... Get, a little bit, yeah, diluted, not now. Diluted, yeah. I love the taste of it. <laughs> I, I love the taste of it. I drink it too. I love it. But yeah. it, I put burns. it, it does it burn. burns. It burns. That's a good burn. Yep, it's mm. a great burn. I love that burn. <laughs> I don't. I expect it, and I want it. <laughs> that's right. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. the theory is it's the burn. That's. I mean, that it's, it is killing the germs. That's yes. killing. Yes. That's, yes. That's, yes. Doing its work. You only have germs in your esophagus, of course, not anywhere else in your body. In the stomach. In the stomach. <laughs> my God. Listen, that's it's a, not logical, but I have to admit, it does work for him. Yeah, it, it works for work me for too. Him. Does it? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, well, next yeah. time you're in the hospital, just say. Uh, just <laughs> give me some <laughs> the I know exactly what yeah. she means. And I have a tea, right? <laughs> uh, tell us about um, the preparations for the holidays. What did you have to do and who, which of the kids participated? Who? The older ones. Okay, so who were we the had older Layla, ones? Layla. Layla. Khalil. Mm-hmm. Charlie. Mary. That's you? Yeah. And Jennifer. Jennifer. Okay. Khalil and Charlie are the same. Yeah, yeah. Khalil yeah. and Charlie are the same. One so the person. oldest four had to help four. prepare yeah. for the holidays. I don't remember Charlie helped. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. I think we know why that was. Yeah. Men, they don't do. Yeah, the men did not help. Yeah, they, they're not asked to do anything. The men, they are there to be spoiled. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, the brothers, we spoiled them. But the girls were always cleaned and prepared, mm-hmm. helped mom with everything that she wants mm-hmm. to be able to do. But then she started to do the cookies. Yeah. And uh, the Christmas uh, time is different cookies than the Easter time. Okay. Oh. Tell us about yes. each. Let's talk to uh, Easter first because okay. it comes first. The uh, Easter we had the mamul. Mm-hmm. You know about the mamul, right? I, the gharaybi. The name sounds right, but I'm not. And we have the cookies with the dates. I know the cookies with the dates. I, yes. I, I know the mamul, but yes. I don't know the cookies the with cookies the dates. The cookies with the dates, that's right. I remember them. Those rings, yeah. they're filled with dates. Yes. I love those. Is it a pastry, a cookie? What is it? It's made, it's a cookie. Well, how would you? It's, it's like made out of semolina and the oil. Some people, they do it with the butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The clarified? Clarified butter, mm-hmm. definitely. And then, you know, you knead it, you prepare it, and then you cut it in lengthwise, mm-hmm. stuff it with the, the dates, mm-hmm. make it in a circle. Mm-hmm. So you do whatever it takes. You know, you roll them with your between your hands, mm-hmm. and then you make a opener, mm-hmm. and you do the same thing with the dates, Oh, wow. Put the dates inside. It closed the... Uh, it's a lot of work. It is. It is time-consuming, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how many would you have, would you usually make with all the company and everything? Maybe 150, 200. Oh, wow. 300. Every single one, hand. Handmade. Rolled. Slit. Exactly. Stuffed. Definitely, pinched. yeah. Yeah. Wow. And you had to bake it, right? Yeah. You have to bake them, in the bacon, we don't have an oven in, like we have here. Mm. We just take it to the public oven right. to bake them. You take all those to the public oven. That's what my mother used to do. Oh. And, and then, yeah, tell us about the Christmas ones. 
The Christmas ones is the baklawi. Oh, really? Oh. We used to make a lot of that. And it's, and then a lot of different other cookies. Mm. The sesame cookies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All different kind of cookies we had. The neighbors, they come and share with you, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is, I love it. Mm-hmm. When the neighbors come. Yeah. You know, they, uh, they give you the ideas, and sometimes they help. Mm. So let's use this to transition and talk about some of your specific siblings. So, so Lila was the oldest, yeah. and she was a girl, yeah. and that meant a lot of responsibility for her. Most of the responsibility was on Lila's, like yeah. a mother. So tell us what you think it must have been like for Lila. Lila was an amazing sister. Mm. She cared and loved everybody. She helped my mom in every way. We, as younger ones, we got away with a lot of work, but she didn't. In the old house where we lived in Ramallah, our well, our water was in the well. We have to go all the way down the steps, about maybe 20 steps, like a step ladder, and get a tank. Fill it up with water and take it upstairs. Wow. Lila did that. That's what she wow. How I old did you it. think she was when she started doing that? I don't know. Young. Wow. 13, 12, 13, and all along. And what happened is Lila is a very brilliant, a smart woman, mm-hmm. I'll tell you. Yeah. She went to school. It's American school. Oh, in Ramallah. In Ramallah. Not the Catholic school you went to? No. Oh. She went to a different school. This is American school, Friends School. Oh, a a Quaker school. A Quaker school. It's in Ramallah until today. Exists until today. It's an amazing school. Mm -hmm. She always aced it. Mm. She did excellent, even though she used to dismiss school a lot. It's my mom needs her help. Any one of the siblings gets sick, where is Layla? The wash, we have a lot of wash to do, where is Layla? Mm-hmm. Anything is to be, where is Layla? Mm-hmm. She grew fast. Mm-hmm. So, and she used to go back to school, but then stopped going to school. Mm-hmm. The principal of the school, she came to my mother mm-hmm. and told her, Mrs. Hadid, you have a very smart daughter, mm. and it's a shame not to let her finish her education because of what you need her. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you don't have to pay us. When you go to the French school, we used to pay, mm. and mom doesn't have the money either. That's a stress on her too. Mm-hmm. But then she needed the help more than that she more, has to yeah, pay the tuition. Yeah. She told her, you don't have to pay us anything. Just let Layla finish her school, then she'll teach in our school, and she will uh, pay us. Oh, they offered her a job as they well. They offered a job. Wow. Yeah. And my mother, she said, okay, but she never did it. Mm. Because she felt like she needed the help. Yeah. She couldn't handle the nine children. Then my father came to the United States, and we were alone there. So, and then Khalil came to the United States. Mm-hmm. Then in no time, Jennifer got married and left. Mm-hmm. 
then, but before then, Laila was the one who he really held the house together. Mm-hmm. And my mother got sick many times. Mm-hmm. My mother, she was in the hospital. She goes to Jerusalem mm-hmm. to the hospital because this is the better hospitals there. It's uh, it's called Hadassah mm-hmm. Hospital. And my mom, she had quite a few problems. And Layla, she had to attend to the family. Mm. Yeah, it was tough. When you were younger, do you remember, obviously you remember it happening. Do you remember, you know, did you, were you, like, were you aware? Were you feeling sympathetic? Were you feeling, did you feel anything about this? Or was it something you didn't know about until later? Well, I felt with Layla. I tried to help, but there's not much that I can do. I was four mm-hmm. years younger. Mm-hmm. She was so young anyway, yeah. and I was much younger. Mm-hmm. So really, I did the best what I can as much as I know how. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we were all attentive to my mother mm-hmm. because, I mean, for the load that she's dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And we all had duties mm-hmm. before we go to school. We have to do tidy our rooms eat breakfast, get cleaned up, get dressed, and go to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, and each one of us has a duty to do. So when we come back or anybody comes to visit, the house would be tidy and, mm-hmm. you know, good. When Lila was older, did you ever talk about it, what she missed up out on and how brilliant she was? I did when she got older, mm-hmm. but not when we were younger. I realized it. When I got older myself and realized the responsibilities mm. that I have to do toward my children, my mm. family, oh. yes. yeah. then mm. I really realized how well she was there for all of us. Mm. Yeah, She was very caring. And then it's not only that. In her spare time, she used to buy the yarn mm. and make sweaters for us. Wow. She had, I know she made sweaters for every one of my, my, uh, my, uh, brothers. Wow. Yeah. She did, uh, and with the design in the front, mm. different colors. Mm. She was, I'll tell you, she was amazing. It is amazing because it's one thing if you're sort of forced to do it and you just do it because you have to, but she did it with care and with love and yeah. she didn't hold it against you all. She, no, no. I mean, we only can do whatever we can, Mm -hmm. and we have our duties. We have to do our duties, which Mm -hmm. is probably not much. (laughs) She's the one who carried the load. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, Mm. but my mom, she had her share, you know. Night count, time count, she has to bathe us. My father used to help Mm. and bathe in us. Mm -hmm. And uh, every morning she has to go to the market Mm -hmm. and prepare the meals. And uh, she has a visitors. She has to accommodate whoever comes. Yeah. That's it's all these tasks takes time and effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How about Khalil Charlie? He was always very independent. It seems like to me, um, and there must have been a lot of expectations on him. Yeah, in school, he always had top grades, mm. and if he doesn't. You know, usually the parents, they go to school and ask about the children. Mm-hmm. He always did very good. Mm. One time, Charlie, 
evidently he slacked. <laughs> and he was busy in doing project. The projects were, he gets all these wires, and he may make cars and trucks. He made so many of them. When he did slacked in whatever, I think school, I'm sure school a little bit. Mm. Oh, so, he did this at home? Yeah. He, he created these As electric- a hobby. Mm. It's just wires, the way he bend them uh-huh. and do them together. He has the Ford. So like frames of like, wires. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. just frames, out of wires. Out of wires. Wow. The Ford, the Chevrolet, the truck, the pickup, whatever. Oh. He had a sleuth of them. <laughs> yeah, he Khalid was very bright boy. Mm. And what he did, so my father got mad at him. Mm-hmm. He picked them up and he threw them down the street. Wow. Khalid, he went out of his mind. And these guys, the neighbors, when they saw each one, they came to pick one and run home. (gasps) They took all his cars. Took all his cars. But Khalil looked at them, and he told them, if you don't bring them back, I'm going to get every one of you. (laughs) I remember that very well. And I'm a couple of years younger than him. Yes. So at the end, he got it. (laughs) <laughs> and then he used to play the, uh, you know, these the oh, marbles, marbles, the yeah. marbles. Mm-hmm. He always, <laughs> he wins everybody's marbles. <laughs> <laughs> he was a winner, I'll tell you. Mm. He was really a winner. Competitive. Competitive, yeah. Mm. He, he was something. And what else Khalil did? <laughs> One time, my mother, she said, who wants to go hiking with me? Khalil and I, we said, okay, we will. Mm-hmm. Early in the morning, we went to a piece of land that we have a lot of figs in it. Mm-hmm. And we went hiking. It was a long way, but we made it. And we picked up the figs. You know, we had the baskets. He picked up some, and I picked up some. And we were sitting under the tree. Khalil, he said, Mary, look up. I looked up and there was a snake <gasps> right on the tree. So I ran for my life. I would either be run for my life or I'd be frozen to the spot. Yeah, no, I ran for my life and he did too. Wow. And my mother was around because it was already for us to go back home. Our little baskets full of that fig mm. and we were ready to go. These are, you know, these memories, how they come back. Yeah. yeah. How old would you say you were for that particular outing? Well, uh, Khalil came to the United States at 14, so it oh, must have been yeah. 13, okay. 12, yeah. and I'm two years younger than him. Wow. So about that yeah. age, David, he put him in Gonzaga High School mm-hmm. at 14 mm-hmm. to be able to enter Gonzaga and, you know, with the English language, it's not yeah. all that. Yeah. He was amazed, amazing. Wow. He made it. Once he got his high school diploma, he went to the army. Mm-hmm. But then, before he went to the army, he opened a small business. Mm. I don't know if you're aware of that. Mm-hmm. In Bladensburg. 
It was a chicken. He called the chicken something, chicken basket or chicken something. Mm. And that's the place was kind of small and he tried, mm. but it did not succeed. Maybe that was, that opened up the door for him to join the army, go to college and find yeah. all the success because he was money. very successful. Yeah, well, he has good brains. Mm-hmm. He's got clean brains. That's what I call mm. clean brains. Okay, so this is going to be a fun one, and I think we'll probably laugh a lot when we talk about Jennif. Her <laughs> <laughs> and I, we were the Bubsy twins. Mm. She always looks bigger than I am. Mm. You can younger. see in the picture, she's younger. 13 months younger. But she looks bigger. Mm-hmm. Evidently, she was lucky that she's healthier. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the healthy one. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, I functioned like a healthy one. Even when I was young, mm. I still used to clean, go to school, not until when I get sick, I used to stay home. Mm. But other than that, I functioned quite well. Mm. Was, I had a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. I used to bring the friends home. And uh, I had I feel like I had a good life. You attract people with your personality. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Jennifer. She's... What what word would you use to describe your Auntie Jenna? Eccentric? I was going to say feisty. <laughs> she is feisty. She was is she eccentric all her life. Always eccentric? Uh, eccentric, even in school. Oh, tell us. And everybody loved her because she just, she was amazing. She was very smart. Uh-huh. Yeah, she really had good grades all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Well, you were out so I much. missed school so much. That's really, when they send you back to school, they never send me with somebody to help me. I miss so much. How am I going to pick up what I missed? Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't doing good in school. But then I accomplished. You accomplished a lot. I did well. You accomplished a lot. Do you have memories of Jennif? What did she look like as a child? Beautiful. Mm. She's a beautiful young lady. And she always dressed nice. We always dressed, you know, my mom always got us the clothes together. Mm-hmm. But she is the one that she's demanding. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. One time she said, and my mom was washing clothes. You know, she has this big thing and full of clothes and wash them in her hands and all that. She told her, okay, we're ready to go and get some dresses. Later she told her, can't you see I'm busy? She told her, you could leave them. We're going to go ahead and buy some material because we need some dresses. We don't have enough dresses, mm. which we really, we didn't have much. That mm-hmm. no, she wanted dresses. So she knows what she gets, I'm going to get because my mom, no way, will mm. buy her and leave mm-hmm. me. So even if I didn't ask, not the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes and she picks what she wants. One time I told her, Mom doesn't have any money. She said, don't fool yourself. She has some money. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) So she used to go and get the material, two, three dresses for the material for her and for me. And we go where? To the dressmaker Mm -hmm. to make them. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and that was Jennifer. 
And I bet she Maybe. always had flair. And she always does. Mm-hmm. She always had flair. And knew exactly mm-hmm. what she wanted when she went to the dress. She did. She did. She really did to remember that. She has. She was an amazing child. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Everybody loved her. One thing you know about Auntie Jennifer is, and it's really true about all of you, but she wants to treat you right, but she has her own opinions and how she feels. and She's opinionated. She is. Yeah. She is. But she's smart. She is. You know? Even until today, what she does is amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. I mean, she's 85. She's not young <laughs> kid. Yeah. She's 85. She survives and sells. Yeah. And she gets uh, how she gets the items, and she donates them. Every month she has to have a selection of items. They're all beautiful items, and she donates them. Mm. And uh, So she sells and she donates? Yeah. Who does she donate to? Churches. Oh. Uh, anyway, for the children. Oh. So many different things. I didn't places. even know she did that. Before. Oh, yes. Constantly she does that. Mm. There's not one month passes by mm. without her donating big, huge mm. container. Mm. Yeah. The story of how she got married is a little bit sad. Is that something you want to talk about or something we should leave out? When they, uh, I have an aunt overseas. It's his sister. Mm-hmm. And that aunt was my mother's sister-in-law. Okay, wait. So your, your mother, oh yeah, your mother's sister-in-law is your aunt. Okay, got it. Yeah, married to my mother's brother, mm-hmm. my uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One time she came and she told my mom, Auntie, I want Jennif to Ibrahim. How old was Jennif? 17. 17. Even 16. Because mm. she's still in high school. Mm. Once she finished high school, she told her, I want Jennif to Ibrahim. My mom, she said, I can't say nothing. You have to ask her. I can't tell you yes or no. But she's already been asked for. She, my mom, she's not going to uh, let her go to anybody else and her sister-in-law not to uh, uh, reply for her sister-in-law. So were they related? There are some relations, but far, far relations. Okay. It's nothing that much in the blood otherwise. Right, right, right. It was her yeah. sister-in-law, so I got gotcha. you. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I, yeah. I lost that part yeah. for a second. Mm-hmm. Because the priest wouldn't marry them. They're too close. Right. In right, the blood. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Ibrahim came and he came to meet Janaf. Janaf didn't like him. And she told my mom, Who told you that I am going to get married? Did I ask you? My mom has nothing to say, poor woman. She didn't say nothing. And uh, they had, uh, and he used to come. She was never cordial with him. And I remember we made the invitations, and we were kind of writing them down. She took them and threw them all over. Who walks in? Ibrahim. Oh, Janaf, what's the matter with you? I love you, Janaf. Are you going to have a good time? You're going to have uh, enjoy your life and all that when you come to San Francisco. And, and come on, let's go out. He took her out for dinner, for whatever. And when she came back, she was mellowed down. 
and then they end up married. I think I don't know. I think you must have a picture for her. I have. She graduated high school first. Oh, she finished high school. Yes, yes, she did. But when she came to the United States, the man everybody loves him because he's cordial with everybody. You remember him? I don't. No, not at all. Yeah, I have met him, but later in life. Yeah. But maybe her personality, it doesn't agree with some people, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So. But she's a good, good character, good, clean woman. Mm-hmm. Faith, very faith in God. Yeah, she does. In every way possible. She's very pleasant. You go to, have you ever been to her home? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You did. Us and all the kids, yeah. right? All, Nicholas, too. Yep. Yeah, all four Absolutely. of them. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm sure you had a touch of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> touch of her. You had a, you had a, a good we still, touch We still of talk her. about the memories. Yeah, <laughs> she sure. has a lot of personality. Yeah, she does. She has a lot of personality. Yeah, she, she's smart. Two were so close. You were the closest. Very. So tell me, you know, kind of like with Lila, like what was going through your head when you were watching this happen? And then what was your experience like when she left? Because she left uh, two years before you did. And Layla left four years before I did. Mm. So, we so didn't you have were really the oldest ship. child then? I was that, yes. Mm. Then I end up the oldest child. Mm. Then I had to take the task, what needs to be done for whatever time I have left before I came to the United States. But with her, I but think... But when she was 17 and you were 18, or she was no. 16 and you were 17, was she telling you, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, or what was that like? Because she never wanted to get married. Mm-hmm. But then the family has a lot of uh, pressure on the uh, children. Mm-hmm. I have my uncle. Mm-hmm. I mean, two of them. One of them first, he said, Jenaf, this is a good family. Mm-hmm. They are very well off. San Francisco is beautiful. You're going to enjoy yourself. You're going to sit home like a, a queen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he drew all this beautiful picture for her, which you never see it. I think it's just always surprise. I've always struggled to understand. and I've, But it's always seemed to me if there was one, one of the people in the family that you couldn't talk into a marriage, it would have been Jennifer. Like, she just seems like the most independent, the most strong-willed. She was too young, and this is the culture that they arrange marriages. And I can't say that was arranged, but it was uh, spoken for. Mm-hmm. And uh, she tried to get out of it, but then she doesn't want to let my uncles down because mm-hmm. she loved them and respected them, both of them. And then my uncle, my mother's brother, he came to her and he told her, you are beautiful. You are a good, uh, smart. You are good. You are this. You are that. And we're not going to let you go with anybody that doesn't deserve you and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it ended up he is not the right person for her mm-hmm. because they don't know. They just, they felt like, here my mother has six daughters mm-hmm. and none of them are married. And if Jennifer had a good chance, why not encourage it? They thought they were doing her a good, and your mother a favor. Exactly. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And my mother, she couldn't talk much because Jennifer is not going to listen to her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when my uncles came, she respected them. Mm-hmm. We have very high regards for my uncles. We love them. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, she accepted it. But then she had to suffer because it's not it's not for her, and he wasn't the right person. So that was tough. It is really tough. It is really tough. But she has, you know, found things to be happy about. She came like a champ. She is. She's happy in her life. So I get a little confused after this. We have Lila, Charlie, or Khalil, um, Mary, Jenef, and then I'm guessing, but I could be wrong, I think it's Kathy next. No. No. Who's Kathy? Karima. Karima. Wadia. Wadia. Wadia before Karima. Now, talk about someone with flair. Wadia <laughs> Always looked stunning. She always looked stunning. She always cared about her looks. She's well put together. Very. She always looked beautiful. uh, I'm surprised how she got sick that way. Mm. Because, I mean, she's a good cook. She's very clean. Mm. And, uh, but then that disease, it's brutal. Jennif was younger. Jennif was 13 months younger. And then how much more? But But yeah, between her high 40 years. Four years. Okay, so tell us, tell us what you remember about her as a child. Well, yeah, she had a hard time mm. because she was rebellious. Mm. I used to have, we used to have an aunt, and when he comes home, she comes home. She wants her to do some work, and she gives her duties to do. You do this and do this and do that. And this woman, she used to follow her. Was she so, your mom's sister? She's in my mom's uh, cousin. Mm. Yeah. But she always felt with my mom, and she felt like my mom has a lot to do, that we should help her. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, she used to scare Wadia. And Wadia always used to look this way, you know. Hmm. I noticed her eyes start to move a little bit funny. Wadia's eyes would, like, twitch? Not a twitch. Like, what do you call it? You know, when the uh, pupil goes to one side. I mean, uh, it's called strabismus when you have one eye that No, the lazy eye. Lazy eye. Lazy eye. Yeah. Lazy eye. yeah. You remember anything? What do you have? Oh, I don't eye? remember about her, but Nothing. I know the term. Yeah. What do you have? Lazy eye. Mm. Oh, she was ill. Because that woman used to scare her a lot. Come back here. Gotta do this. Gotta do that. You know. And my mom, she thought she's helping. And she's always busy. So, but that woman... Are you, you know, saying she would say something about the lazy eye? Because you said she used to scare her. La, she did not say anything. But the when she used to be scared, she always looked back, scared. I think maybe that affected she her eyes. Some oh. of that came from the stress. And the, yeah, affected mm-hmm. her eye. But mm-hmm. then, thank God, I mean, she was... At the end, she was very good. Mm. Yeah, it went away. It's not something that lasted all the time. Oh, it just went away. Yeah, because with the eye wasn't oh. didn't have lazy eye when she no, was older. She, no, I thought maybe you got it fixed or something. No, but no, no it no. just went away. Wow. Yeah, it just went away. But she she had a little bit rough. You know, when you have big family, mm. you do not get any attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. I never felt as if I wasn't sick. I feel like I would never have any attention from the family. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, how much is going to divide mm-hmm. to each one's special attention? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She did to me because she always used to bring me a special drink. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I hated it. It was the egg. The, the egg and the milk warmed and the honey. <laughs> warmed up. Warm it, warmed up and bring it to me. And once I smell it, I don't want it. But I used to drink it. She said, you have to drink it. If you want to get better, you have to drink it. This is good for you, you know. So yeah, I did. You yeah. were saying she, you were saying she was very clean, and I remember going to her house once, and she had made this huge meal and delicious. It was the first time I had makluba, and delicious. And I remember looking at her kitchen, which was spotless, and I said, "How is your kitchen so spotless?" And I think about this all the time. Yeah, she said. I cook a little and clean a little. <laughs> cook a little, clean a little. Yeah, I know for me, when, you know, just as I got older, I had a customer out in Manassas, and she lived out in Manassas. Yeah. And um, I had to work late one night, and I had to be back there early in the morning. So I called her, and I just asked what she was doing, and she said I could come over and eat dinner and spend the night. And I remember going over there, and just, she did. She made dinner, and we just sat there, and we talked Probably about till like 12 or 1 in the morning. She talked about a lot about her growing up and yes. getting married young. And, yes. Um, very, it's just a great, easy conversation to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She loved dancing. I was just going to say, she was a dancer, wasn't she? She loves dancing. Karim loved dancing, mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. by the women. She loves to go to parties. Mm-hmm. She loved people. Mm-hmm. And she likes to go out. Mm-hmm. She's an out person. Mm-hmm. Enjoy life. Yeah. That's the matter that we should talk about with Ya. Mm. This guy came from overseas. Mm. And they Not tried to... Palestine, uh, from Ramallah. From Ramallah. Oh, okay. from Palestine. Mm. Yeah. And uh, my uncle, he comes and Same he uncle? says... Different uncle. My uh, uh, father's brother. And he says, we have a gentleman came from Ramallah. They're from a good family, and uh, maybe we could arrange Wadia for him because he likes to get married and stay in the United States. Then my mother, poor thing, with so many girls, and she accepted. And uh, Wadia, she doesn't want it. But then they talked into her, they talked her into it, and she ended up getting married. You know, he's not a responsible guy to be able to take care of a family. Mm-hmm. She had a very hard time with him. And, In the end, Wadia did find a good husband. Uh, Don. Don. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good man. Yeah. Yeah. We enjoyed his company very much. Mm-hmm. And he enjoyed the family. He was a wonderful man. Mm-hmm. He was. He used to make a trips to come and see my mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, did uh, he? Oh, yes. Aww. Yeah, he used to bring the family. They come from Virginia just to see my mother. Oh. Yeah. I didn't yes. know that you really liked your Uncle Don. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we all I did. I didn't know. I didn't he, know. Died. he died while I was young. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but, we all did love yeah. Don. We loved him. Yeah. Adia had yeah. it hard. Yeah. She managed. Mm-hmm. You all did? Yeah. 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 Then did we come to Teodor? <laughs> <laughs> when he was young, oh my God, he was something that. So, two young people boy, listening, yeah. this is John's dad. Yes, <laughs> this is John's dad, my brother, <laughs> my feisty brother, <laughs> which I love him dearly. Mm-hmm. He's a good man, hard working man. Mm-hmm. 
He does and work very, very hard. Yeah. Well, he didn't. Yeah. One time he was on the roof. Mm. It was almost 100 degrees. He's on the roof doing your roof mm-hmm. in your house. I said, what are you doing up there? I said, by chance I went. And it was tough. Mm-hmm. It was rough on him. But he always worked very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, the, in Ramallah, he used to always give my mom a little bit of hard time. <laughs> no. <laughs> he did. When he wants something, he wants it right now. And she has to get it right now. She doesn't want any trouble. And uh, in the uh, school time, she used to give us like a piaster. We call it kirsch. What is in it? Piaster. 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 Like a quarter. Oh. Money? You said? Money. Oh. Like a quarter. Uh-huh. It's in our uh, language. Is kirsch. Okay. Or irsh. Okay. Yeah. But in English, is piaster. Mm-hmm. She used to give us one, each one of us, mm-hmm. to buy some little snack in school. Mm-hmm. When she comes to give him the uh, piaster, who told you I want this? I want a shilling. <laughs> <laughs> she has to come and create a shilling. I remember this. He said he doesn't remember it, but I remember <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah, he wants a shilling. How much more is yeah. a shilling? A shilling five piasters. Yeah. <laughs> so this. Now, you guys are going to have to remind me of what the story is, but it's a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. And we were here, and you were telling us something happened to the Christmas tree, and you said we never found out what happened. And John said, I know what happened. What is that? What is that? Do you remember that story? Very, very well. <laughs> okay, tell us about that. <laughs> In our living room, they got that cute Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. It's small. They put it on the table. Mm-hmm. We have a little bit of decoration, whatever they may be. Mm-hmm. But then most of our decoration was cotton on the tree, like, you know, for the snow. Oh, okay. And we had candles all around. Mm-hmm. Real candles. Real These candles. Not, yeah. Real candles. Nice decoration. So everybody comes, oh, what a cute Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. So he came in. When he saw the candles, he lit the candles <laughs> because we have balloons on the tree, too. Exactly. <laughs> and we were in the other room. All we hear is pop, pop, pop. <laughs> we came running. The Christmas tree is on fire. <laughs> That was your dad. That was my dad. <laughs> yeah, he was feisty. And then he used to be businessman since his childhood. He used to buy the chickpeas. Mm-hmm. They come on the uh, on the shrub, on the uh, bunch. Mm. He takes them to the, uh, uh, to the oven, the public oven. Mm-hmm. He roasts them. Mm. And he brings them on a nice big tray. And he sells them. So he'll make money. But then, what he doesn't sell, he breaks them. He hides them in the house. So who finds them? His sister. And we eat the hell out of them. <laughs> the second day, 
Did he ever mention that? No, he never mentioned I'm actually curious yeah. if he remembers that. Yeah. The second day, go ahead. We used to eat them. When he comes the second day to take them out to sell, nothing going with them. <laughs> you know, all these fresh chickpeas, uh-huh. the roasted, they are delicious. Do they grow, do chickpeas grow on a stalk like Brussels sprouts? On a, on a shrub. Oh. I remember they used to be on a shrub. Huh. He makes them in bundles. You know, they're all equal bundles. Mm-hmm. He makes 15, 20, 30, whatever bundles he gets. Mm-hmm. And he roasts them. Mm-hmm. And he sells whatever, mm-hmm. whatever he sells. What's left, he hides them for the second day. Mm-hmm. And the second day, <laughs> they're all gone. They're gone. <laughs> so <laughs> when he sells them on the, like on the street, go people to people? or it, it, I don't know. Some areas, it, there are some uh, functions or uh-huh. some things. Or a church yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And there's people he used to sell them. Yeah. Okay. And then he used to have that thing that you have candy in it. The same thing with the candy pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he used whatever he sells when he comes, half of it is eaten. <laughs> I'll tell you. It's And he didn't it. like school. He wasn't. No. In he didn't school, like school. He used to take his lunch. First of all, he used to hide his book. Under his sweater. <laughs> and he tells the teacher, I forgot my book at home. <laughs> Zaki. Zaki. So the teacher, he says, I want to go home to get my book. And that stupid teacher allows him. <laughs> he never comes back. My uncle Saba, the one he was advising Jenna to marry Abe, he one time going to school or coming from school, and he found your dad on top of our house. <laughs> our house, my mother never built a second. She didn't have the money, but the first one accommodated as well. So we lived in it, and you could walk from the street to the top to the mm-hmm. uh, to the roof to the second story. Oh, to yeah. the roof, yeah. And he used to sit there, enjoy his lunch. <laughs> well, the students in the school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cito. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's something. Daddy was something. Now, if you and Jennifer were the Bobsy twins, then Ted, Theodore, and Akram were the Hardy boys. Yes, yes. These are spoiled, both of them. <laughs> we spoiled them. My mother, she always, you know, she said, your brothers is number one. Mm. And we guarded them. We loved them. Mm. And they were number one in our lives. Mm. That's why, you know, whatever happened, we are a very forgiving family. Mm-hmm. We never fought. Mm-hmm. We never demanded things, you know, mm. other than Shanap when she wants her clothes and she wants <laughs> this. Yeah. I don't remember that I ever demanded anything. In my life. Let's start with um, John's dad, Ted, and Akram, how close they were, what they used to do together. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about Akram himself. So tell us first about their relationship a little bit. I understand they were very close. Mm-hmm. And anything, uh, anyone one of them wants something, they always were there for each other. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the love was always there. Mm-hmm. That's how we how we were raised on love. Mm-hmm. 
and caring for each other. First comes the family, and we were trained that way. No matter what happened, we are there for each other. And I know that Teddy was there for Aki, and the same thing, Aki was there for him. Any task they need, they ask each other to be able, you know, to help. Yeah, they moved into the, so my dad bought his house. Yeah. And then I know Uncle Akram decided he wanted to live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. So next to your dad. When that house came on the market, they came and bought that house. Yeah. Yeah. That's how close they were. But you know, a long time ago, it seemed like my, with me, my memory is a little bit faint. Well, my dad tells me a story about when, I guess one day, Uncle Akram came to the house, and he asked my dad if he had... Wait, a, is this in the States or in California? Oh, in the States. Oh, okay. And asked if he had a spare key to the house. And my dad was kind of thrown off, because Uncle Akram, he was never lost anything. So, why did where, where's your key? And he came to find out that's when he um, crashed his plane. And he lost his keys in the plane. I'll tell you, he made us a businessman. He wanted to learn to fly. Akram was brilliant, yes? I can tell you how brilliant he is. Mm-hmm. I was doing hair. And this young lady was in my chair. It's at the same school that he went to. Mm-hmm. She asked me, Mary, where are you from? Mm-hmm. And I told her I was Palestinian. She said, you know, I had a Palestinian uh, uh, student in my class. His name was Akram. I told her, this is my brother. Mm. It was, uh, she said, I'll tell you, he is genius. Mm. So evidently in school right there and then, he was very smart. Mm. One time he came to me and he showed me his transcript it was all A's. He said, if I didn't get these grades next year, I don't deserve to go back to school. That's how much mm-hmm. he is responsible and hard on himself. Mm-hmm. He wanted to have a good high grades for him to be able to enter the school again. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you have to pay tuition mm-hmm. and uh, you have to work hard. Mm. He was a hard working. Mm. Well, my family was hard working. Very hard working. Yeah. Very hard working. Yeah. yeah, and even the girls. Oh, oh absolutely. Especially the girls. Especially the girls. <laughs> because Layla, you guys did it both. Layla did finish sixth or seventh grade. Yeah. She didn't finish high school. Yeah. And look what she accomplished absolutely. with yeah. the businesses. Yeah. In real estate. And she was. Uh, uh, when she came to the United States, her English, you know, it wasn't all that hot. And she worked in learners in the office. She worked, she had good prominent jobs. She was brilliant. She was very smart. Yeah. Every one of the family, I don't know what she, that fed us, yeah. what she did to us, mm. but we all were hard workers right. and achievers. Achievers. Every yeah. one of us was achievers. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about Akram and the airplane. We were after him to stop taking the lessons, but he wanted it so bad. He wants to fly. One time, he had problem. He wants to fly alone. Mm. 
Yeah. And that time, he had problem landing the, the plane. Mm. And uh, the plane went uh, on fire completely. Oh, my word. Oh, yes. But he was saved. We yes. have a picture. Of, well, we used to have a picture of it yeah. in Ted's house. I don't know where that picture went, yeah. but... Yeah, either. And we can just acknowledge we don't have to go through the story, but yeah. Akram ended up dying in a car accident when he was... 29. 29. Yeah. He bought the house and furnished it, and he was uh, kind of in a verge of uh, getting engaged. Okay, so do we have... I know it's getting late. Can we? Do you want to yeah. get back to it next week, or do you want to finish up tonight? Let's finish up. Let's finish tonight. Okay, tell us about... Karimi, I'll tell you, she is the clown of the family. <laughs> she is. I loved her. Oh. Her personality. Mm-hmm. And she is such a good person. Mm-hmm. Giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a, uh, she does things for you. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want anything in return. Mm-hmm. She is, uh, have, a wonderful time with Karimi. Mm. It's so funny how people's personalities shine out of their face. Like I look at yeah. you and you're a very serene and peaceful person and you have a serene and peaceful face. And I'm looking at the picture. First of all, a beautiful red dress, very flashy. And yeah. look at that smile. Over here. Yes. Yeah, it's right there. And yeah. it looks like yeah. she's thinking of a joke <laughs> that nobody yeah, else knows, does. but she's about yeah. to tell you. She, she has a most outshining personality. She does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she mm-hmm. does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, it's more serene, like me, I would say. Mm-hmm. More conserved. Is conservative, yeah. Conservative, mm-hmm. yeah. So did you take care of, <laughs> I can imagine, look at that smile and think about her as a toddler. <laughs> she was me. No, no, I don't. <laughs> she was amazing. Do you remember taking care of her? I remember taking care of Wadi'a, Karibin, and Amel, and Akram. Okay. I remember, you know, caring for them at certain times, mm-hmm. you know, to babysit or, uh, you know, just certain things that my mom mm-hmm. wants us to do. And I was there for them, mm-hmm. Yes. But in here, I know she is a, uh, like she wants to ride a bike. She rode the bike on uh, Varum Street, and zoom, she went. (laughs) She was so broke up, you know, because that's a big hill. Who would ride a bike (laughs) and uh, don't even know how to ride it? Yeah, she's gutsy. Karima is gutsy. Gutsy. Yeah, I would say gutsy. She'll do things, and she just, uh, whatever comes out of it, comes out of it. Mm. So what? Mm -hmm. I remember her. So what? Mm, So what? Yeah. That's the kind of child that's, that's for you because you're so responsible and so careful and so concerned. It must have caused you a little bit of stress to care for her when she was younger. Uh, Well, it caused me stress for everybody. I was Mm. a stressful person all the time. (laughs) I wasn't a relaxed person. Even I have uh, a friend here. Her name is Mary Hishmi. Mm-hmm. I told her, she told me, uh, what are you? I said, I'm Capricorn. Mm-hmm. She said, you don't even have to tell me. I would have told you that. Mm-hmm. I said, why would you say that? The way she described me to the T. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I'm responsible, easygoing, and uh, whatever she said, it seemed like, you know, she knew. Each one is different. And then the little baby. Do you have any special memories of them all? Emil, I loved that Emil. She was such a good-hearted person. She loved everybody. She'll do anything for you. One time I went to see her, and she wants to get give me a set of uh, pots and pans. Mm. I said, "I, uh, why don't you keep it?" She said, "No, I want to give it to you." Mm. She gave me brand new set mm. pots and pans, and uh, she was a giver, and uh, she loved everybody. But she was unfortunate. Mm. She was the youngest and married uh, Dougie. He made us in peace. He did not do her a good judgment. Mm -hmm. And she accepted it and loved him and did all what she can to keep her marriage. Uh, She sacrificed a lot. And I think she ended with that schizophrenic. Mm -hmm. It was just hard for her. It was hard for her, yeah. She was independent as well. Very. And I think... She was worked with the uh, judge. She was under the judge. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, she was a stenographer, ML. And she had a good job. She was working. She had a good job in the government. And evidently, Akram worked in the same office that she did. And I think they had the same boss. Mm. The boss came to him and he told him, Akram, ML is one of the best workers we have. But she seems she's getting some problems. Maybe you better take her and have her checked. She wouldn't accept it. He used to carry her. Take her to the doctor. She doesn't accept it. But then medication make her like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, She's been through a lot. She was through a lot? Yeah. John, you remember her being not giving... I mean, actually, I was just thinking back to her and Auntie Karima where... Because we used to go to Auntie Crema's house a lot. Oh, I know. And Auntie Crema would, like, if you couldn't sleep at night, she'd just stay up with you and make you some mop milk and just talk and play Rummy 500 just till you was time for you to go to bed. And same with Auntie Amal. She would, you wanted to go for breakfast, she'd take you up to People's Drug and mm-hmm. you'd have their breakfast counter in the back. And <laughs> She used to come to Shopee. She doesn't only buy a sandwich for her. She buys a sandwich for everybody. For Isam, for yeah, what's buys. his name, that guy, you know. Shafiq used to give her credit. Mm. And Shafiq is not the type to give credit to no one. He's my husband, I love him <laughs> But, you know, he is so serious. But he said, Emel, anytime she has good credit with me. Mm. Because every time she gets her check, a few days after, she goes and pays him. I said, but are you good to her sometimes? Mm-hmm. Treat her for something? He said, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But she did. She, yeah. She yeah. absolutely and She loved Shafiq. She loved yeah. him. Yeah. You've been very patient, so thank you. Um, do you want to just summarize what your family, what your siblings have meant to you in your life? I don't know what I can express, mm-hmm. what my siblings mean to me. Mm-hmm. They mean the world to me. I love every one of them, who they are. 
I was very close to everyone. It's a lot of and good memories. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed my life when I was a kid. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm going to ask you to do two things. First of all, will you subscribe so you can keep up with the rest of this series and also some really amazing interviews. Um, We have one coming up for the Jewish High Holy Days um, with a pair of Sephardic Jews, one a chef and one a um, preeminent musician who have put together a pairing of music and a menu um, that celebrates their heritage. And it's Wow, it's just an amazing um, work that they've put together and a great conversation that taught me so, so much. I also have an interview coming out soon with a um, an author of a Polish, well, it's a fictional work bo- based on Polish um, folk tales. These were all new folk tales to me. It dives really, really deep into Polish culture. And um, it's just, it's, a, it's another great interview. I can't wait to share it. Oh, and her recipe actually includes wild boar. So that's one you're going to want to hear about for sure. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also, please leave a five-star review. That really helps me. It helps the podcast. And uh, that's it. I hope you have a great week, my friends.